welcome to our Lightning Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners, and I've got Stuart Izzard with me. Hello, Stuart. Good evening, Matt. Hello. And um, uh, Lily uh, predicted the right result on Saturday. Yay. You well, talked to Lily. Yes, she did. I asked her at the station on the way up what she thought the score would be. Yeah. She uh, predicted 3-1, and I took the, the picture proof before we left the station. That's true, yeah. So I did... Uh, you money on it. I'll put a fiver on it, yes, at nine to one. So, um, yeah, forty-five pound better off after the game. And um, Lily got a fiver. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't know. Sweets. All the weeks, all the weeks, I put those bets on and they don't win. I never see their fiver coming forward. So, uh, no, that's that's payment for the next nine games that I they predict the wrong scores, but yeah. I put the fiver on for them. Okay, and we got John Rubin with us. Hello, John. Uh, mate, you're right. And I understand that Nick Williams last week had you up against Tesco's window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a bit drunk. He couldn't walk properly. But to be honest, I wasn't sure if it was a deliberate act or he literally was that pierced. He just couldn't walk. So uh, it was quiet. I was looking at him thinking, what are you doing? Why are you guiding me straight into a brick wall? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't work out if he was taking the piss or not. But yeah, he was really battered. But never mind. Well, um, I mean, it was another win for us at the weekend. Uh, the FA Cup, our trophy. Um, there wasn't really much problems with uh, the game. It, uh, we put a weakened side out, but it wasn't. Didn't seem that weak watching it on telly. I'm, I'm afraid I had to sit it out again because of my stupid arm. Um, and uh, well, let's get on to it. Um, it was shocking. What? To be honest, the, the first first half. Yeah. It's pretty shocking. I mean, Campbell's going. Mean, I was up in Nick Rowe's seat, which is like he didn't tell me it was. No wonder he's fit. <laughs> it's, it's like a hiking up Mount Everest. Welcome to my world. Yeah, it's mental. I've got the lift up. Then... <laughs> That's not hiking up, is it? I know, but then when you get to where you got to go to, yeah, then he's like right at the back. Oh, like, right, so you have to walk 26. Up, up to the stairs. And I sort of sat there thinking, like, what row is it? Twenty six. Where am I here? So you come out and you're just above row seven. And I thought, bloody hold on a minute. That was just like massive. But then you get a really good clear of the game. Joel Campbell's goal was absolutely superb for where I was sitting. What a wonderful finish it was. Oh, yeah, brilliant. But the rest of it, that first half, well, we weren't too bad after Campbell. But their their goal was awful. I was fucking awful defending. And Theo Walcott was rubbish at a game. Um... And yeah. it all changed when Ramsey came on. Ramsey came on with Arteta and everything changed totally. Uh, the interesting thing about Joel Campbell's goal was he scored it, ran towards um, the away fans. Yeah. I think in like either the club level above the away fans, his family must have been sitting or something. Because he's like right in front of the away fans um, celebrating. And on, on the live TV feed I was watching... You could see all the fingers going up. Um, <laughs> and they didn't show much of it on Match of the Day, as you can imagine. That uh, There was about um, 2,000 uh, Mackhams all sticking their fingers up at him. There wasn't uh, many of them there, was there? Wasn't there? Sunderland? No. It's not a surprise, really, is it, though? I mean... Well, what do you get? Don't you get more of a percentage for FA Cup, isn't it? They get about... Well, they should technically nine... get about 9,000, shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and there was all they'd done was the normal corner piece that they give on a Premier League game. Yeah, and there must have been 
a good quarter of that that had empty seats. There had to be at least, I don't know, what do you reckon, three and a half, four thousand of them? Had to be at least that much. But I mean, I think uh, um, Sam Allardyce had said the day before that they were sending a weekend side out and moaning about the fixture congestion. So you kind of, I don't blame fans that would have had to have travelled God knows how long, nine hours or something. Yeah. Down but it wasn't It wasn't as weak a side as he'd actually said. I've, I've read he was going to rest players like that Van Arnholt and there was quite a few other ones that he was going to drop. And when I saw the team actually up on the bold, apart from the likes of Barini, because um, he even said like Catamol, he was going to drop him and players... But, and the keeper, that obviously yeah, changed the keeper around. But I don't, I don't reckon there was that many chance. I'd, I'd like to see the team sheet from when we beat him 3-1 a few weeks before yeah. to the one he actually played. Because I don't think there was that many changes he'd actually made to that side. I mm. thought it was going to be like, look at the board and you, you wouldn't have a clue who they were. But mm. I thought it was fairly similar to the team we played a few weeks previous. And I don't, I mean, I thought that our team might be a, a bit di- more different, but it wasn't that different, I suppose. I mean, we had rest Ramsey and Ozil and players like that, but it was, was quite a good, it was quite a good mix though, wasn't it, this time? Yeah, because yeah. He, he, he was able to play Iwobi, who I, I thought had a really good game. Oh, well. um, but he mixed it with experienced players as well. So they weren't quite the, you know, they wasn't sort of left out there with another load of kids around them that hadn't played together or sort of thrown in at the last minute. He, he sort of juggled it about right. But like John said, probably first off, I think a lot of that was a little bit of settling into the game, wasn't it? You know, they've gone to go down and they've had to come back. So yeah. I think I think probably I was I was quite surprised that we did equal. I thought we'd go in at half time one nil down and and we'd see wholesale changes at half time. But yeah, no, it was yeah get get the first half out of the way. I thought we did all right. I thought um, Campbell was good again. I thought like I say, Awobi, I, I, you know, looked really good. Looked very really good. solid on the ball, isn't he? Very good. yeah, nice and... nice touch. You know what I mean? Didn't rush anything. Um, got himself about the park. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was really. I mean, I was. I'm the, been the one sort of saying we're only one game away from a Wobie. Well, I'm quite glad I've seen him now. He, he looked all right. I was, um, I was talking to Terry on the phone today, and I said Campbell and Awobi for me Saturday were, were were outstanding. I know Bellerin was those two balls for the the two goals, especially the second one for Giroud, yeah, where he nutmegs he nutmegs the first player with the 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 ball, the pass, doesn't he? Yeah. And then, and then it beats three of their defenders to to land up on Giroud's toe. It was superb. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a great, great. It was a great end to the game from Bellerin again, and he's got so much energy at the end of games. Yeah, it just kind of, uh, you know, when teams are down or they're a bit demoralised, he seems to come to life. And well, I mean, a couple of weeks, they, couple... they were all lord in the past from Oxlade Chamberlain, and I know I'm a bit of a Oxlade Chamberlain basher. But the way Bellerin controlled what looked like a sort of, uh, you know, it made the pass look great. Um, yeah. The way he controlled it. But, it, you know, well, I didn't think it was that brilliant a pass. He was a bit lucky that Bellerin's so good. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, though, there was a game where Bellerin had a couple of chances early on yeah. to put decent balls into the box. I think it was the one he fizzed it in a bit quick to, I can't remember who it was now, but... 
he could have played the ball right across the six-yard box to, yeah. like Giroud and, and, again, sort of put it on his toe for him. But he, I think he may have played it to Chamberlain then, and, but he fizzed it in quite fierce around about the penalty spot and he thought, that wasn't a particularly good ball. And he had another chance to do something and that wasn't a very good ball. And you start thinking, yeah, you, you know, your game's good, but if you could just get that end product... Well, Saturday, he certainly looked like he had the end product. You know, that's... I think got... he... Uh, he I mean, I'm not sure what the team's roles were. I, I kind of didn't really see anyone else on the right with him a lot of the time because I don't know whether Chamberlain was supposed to be out there or Walcott, but they were tucking, I think it was Walcott, wasn't it? Kind of tucking in almost like four four two. Um I just uh, think Walcott Saturday, that first, the first bit of play we got where you can see he was screaming for the ball and uh, I think Chamberlain went out wide. It was actually not a bad ball. I think it went to Gibbs, but and Gibbs it. He had the, the shot, didn't he? Yeah, and the keeper yeah. saved it. But again, if you look at Theo, he's standing the other side of the goal, wasn't he? With his hands out, like as if to say, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." It was almost like he'd asked for it and he sulked because he didn't get that ball. It was almost like he thought, "Well, if no one's bothering, then I ain't going to bother." And mm. um, and to me, he had another really shit game Saturday, like John was saying, just really not impressed with the bloke at all. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because, I mean, at the start of the season, when him and Giroud were rotating a centre-forward, he was doing all right in some games. I mean, he was, he wasn't always finishing everything. But as soon as he, he got signed his new contract by then, though. Mm, yeah, I guess... I'm not so much that. worried about... I'm not so much worried about the goals, Matt. I think I think everyone's out there and you've got to put a shift in. And, and at times, Walcott's the one out there that doesn't look like he wants any bit of it. And... You know, when you've got them younger players playing in the side, he's one of the more experienced now players, one of the senior players of the squad. Yeah. And he should be setting the example to them. And it doesn't look like he's he's interested. Whether he's just like an eggless chicken at times. Sometimes he's got the ball and you think, just pass, left or right. And he's like, no, I just want to go through the whole team and lose the ball. Cheers. Yeah. Um, he, put, he put the effort in. But I was going to say, he was busier, He was busier. You've got to look up and see who's available for a pass. There was a lot of free players. When he's running through the centre, you think, like, you've got Bellingham on the right, you've got Walcott on the left, and he's, I'm just going to carry on going. Um, but he made effort. Walcott made virtually no effort, to be honest. It was like when we was there for the Newcastle game. Just stood around a lot of the time with his arms open going like, why don't you just give it to me? Well, yeah. get in the right place and fucking do something, basically, and we will. But I, I don't know what that bloke wants. I, I'm really not quite sure how he wants to play. When he's out on the left, he wants to play through the middle as a striker, and then when he's out on the left, he thinks that they should give him the ball so he can score the goals, but it's like, no, not at all. I'm do sorry. You, do and, you think, though, he's just a bit thick? <laughs> well, what was it Chris Waddle said he's not a natural footballer was it Chris Waddle yeah, said he's not a natural he's just not a footballer he's not a natural footballer <laughs> when, he's, when you've got to think about it there is something like that you can you know I, I, I was uh, I listened to an interesting uh, interview with Ray Parler who they were sort of saying oh the you know talk about what Arsene Wenger did and what Patrick Vieira did you know to improve your game and he sort of contended that actually I improved my game by you know, setting myself objectives and having 
videos of the players I was up against and looking at them and seeing how I was going to play against them. And all the players should be taking that kind of responsibility about how their, you know, their individual performances are. These are, you know, really highly paid people who have got all week to study the form and the way uh, their, their opponents play. They don't do that together all the time. They can sit at night and watch YouTube. You know, you, it, Theo could have been watching YouTube about Van Arnholt or um, yeah. what we what happened in the last game. I mean, the Did thing we... is, you've got like uh, Sanchez, he, he's always running back. If he loses the ball or the team loses the ball, he's straight away running back trying to get the ball back. Yeah. Campbell does that. Giroud, not so much, but Giroud makes a lot of effort. Virtually every goal kick, every long ball, he is on the end of it. He is battling with the big centre-backs to get the ball. Um, the fact that he doesn't tackle back as much... He well, it does depends a on the situation, doesn't it, I think? Yeah. Against Man he City, he was doing work. a lot of tackling back. and yeah. He does a lot of defending at corners because he's a very good header at the ball. Uh, so to, to, for that regard with Giroud, it doesn't matter to me so much if he doesn't run back as quick as your Sanchez and your Campbell and stuff like that. Walcott, no. No, he just he just doesn't make any effort to tackle back. I remember it's... the Spurs 5-2, one of the Spurs 5-2, where I think uh, Walcott went straight through Gareth Bale in a tackle. Um, I think it must have been the first one, and it was a really kind of inspirational moment for him because it, you know he had a really good game in that one. And it kind of just getting back and getting stuck in sometimes has its sort of you know has an advantage as a as a attacking player because you you get that kind of the crowd going and you get yourself pumped up. Um, and he just doesn't do it enough, does he? Not no, when he's got that sort of defensive responsibility. You've got yeah. European Championships coming up as well, and you you'd think he'd want to go to that. Well, if I was Hodgson and looking at the way he's playing at the moment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a bar of him going with the England side. He'd probably still get picked though, just yeah, on the fact that he's rubbish. English and he can kick a ball. <laughs> 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 That's basically it. You know? I suppose he's got. You know, there's there are moments in his game where you know if you did put together the, his finest moments, they're pretty good, but they're few and far between. So you know, they're they're not week in week out. He is dangerous. You, you kind of. You can see a team back off him and let him have the ball, and he's not the greatest dribbler in the world. And he, you know, he, he he's much better when the ball's going over the top, but he doesn't always make the right choices then. And there's lots of stuff to, um, lots of ways you can stop Theo Walcott. Uh, whereas you know, Sanchez will find a way, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. he's up against. I think. I think. The other one is when Sanchez is back. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pick you're gonna pick Giroud. You're gonna pick Sanchez. For me, then on current form and the way they're playing, Joel Campbell's got to be the other one. Totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, totally. and when you think someone like Theo Walcott, who's is he 27 now? Yeah, 27. You know, he <laughs> he should be there, shouldn't he? He should be. We I, we shouldn't even be thinking that he should be. Well, it's got to be Walcott. It's got. That's that's how down the sort of pecking order I think he's got. Do you think Venker's scared of selling him? Because it's like you look at him and think, I wouldn't have given him a new contract because I don't think he's actually earned it. And you think you can cash in on this geezer, um, and there will be teams that will pay big money. But you kind of think, is he worried about selling him 
in case he actually produces the goods for another team. Because I can't understand why you would continually pick a player, continually hand a player a new contract, that as soon as he's got a new contract, just appears to make no effort. Yeah, I think once um, Sanchez is back fit, I'd like to see Wenger do that and play Campbell and stick Walcott on the bench and let him have a sit and a think about it again. And yeah. Yeah, it might be that he decides to bring Giroud off with 20 minutes to go and stick Theo through the middle and let him have a go and try and prove himself again. Well, but, mate, so that why he, not? I mean, that's what we were talking about, how effective that was in the beginning of the season. To me, that, that seems perfectly sensible. Team that's going to sit deep, play Giroud. Team that might have a go at you, play Walcott. Yeah. yeah. I'll, just, I'll just drop the bastard, I think, at the moment, but we can't really afford to, can we? No. Well, I mean... The, uh, Ramsey seemed to make a, quite a bit of difference immediately when he came on in the game and uh, finished off a nice move, nice finish from him. He struggled with his finishing lately, and that was a good sign that you know a, a tired team let us in and I think get a couple of goals at the end there. I think um, John's cock and balls would have finished that one though on Saturday, wouldn't they? I made it that was a neat. It was a neat. It, it, it was a neat finish across his. Um, Across his sort of body and yeah, that was the difference, needed, wasn't it? You know, the, we, the Theo one where he opened his body up and more or less give it back to the keeper. Wasn't yeah, it? oh, that was shocking. And I actually <laughs> made the comment to uh, Tracy and Tony and Brendan behind me and Bill. Yeah, my cotton balls could have covered that. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. So. <laughs> Did you move seats then, John? Yeah, I came down. It was a bit. What it was, it was. I, I, I didn't have a chance to speak to Nick, obviously, but Nick Rowe. There was a, a bloke and his kid uh, behind me, and the kid was almost doing a running commentary. Um, and then he's going like, he had this really annoying voice, and he's going, "Why aren't Ramsey playing? Why aren't Ramsey playing? Ramsey should be playing." I just wanted to turn around. I mean, he's not playing because he's fucking shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm punching. <laughs> it's a little bit aggravating so then I just popped down to block five and there was enough room in block five so um, yeah but I mean Ramsey's goal was a really good goal Giroud's goal all, all our goals were really good it could have been a lot more I mean chatting a guy outside after so it could have been five or six and a bloke this went it could have been about eight or nine really to be honest and in, in theory it could have been if all the shots had not had enough power behind them, or you know, their backup keeper played well as well, didn't he? He, he did have good. a good game, yeah. I have to say, he's a youngster, weren't he? And uh, yeah. he seemed to have a really good game. I, I almost wanted to see uh, Manone in there just for the uh... comedy value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, former keepers tend to have blinders against us, don't they? Yeah, uh, so yeah. Flamini had a really good game for Swansea, didn't he, when we played there? Flamini. Oh, sorry, Flamini. <laughs> Fabianski. <laughs> and, uh, so, he play either, did he, Fabianski, when he when they lost to Oxford? No, he didn't. He didn't play, um, and they didn't have a good game, did they? Really, Swansea. Although, apart from that Montero goal, lovely goal, was, that, uh, wasn't it? A couple of back heels out of this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not. Uh, it's not going too well for the Welsh. After our comments last week, <laughs> which we which are alleged, uh, we have to say. So um, let's talk about Jeff for a minute. 
We love Jeff. Jeff's got a new song. Has he? All What's you need that? is Jeff to the tune of All You Need Is Love. <laughs> Go on, sing it. Why would I sing it? Oh. I've got the best singing voice in the world. Oh, what? All you need is Jeff. Da, 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 da. All you need is Jeff. Da, 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 da. All you need is Jeff. Jeff. Um, Jeff. Jeff is all, is all you need. Jeff is all you need. <laughs> Let's hope. I mean, I presume that um, might um, influence uh, Arsene Wenger's transfer policy if you keep singing that. Yeah. I'm talking but, about songs, right? I got a song there. It was hilarious, right? They were telling me uh, when I moved out to Block Five, Tracy and Brendan were really laughing. This geezer kept trying to start a song, and he just kept starting singing. What's it like to feel small? What's it like to be Tottenham? And it was like that's totally the wrong way round. <laughs> and he stand, stood all the time trying to take selfies of him and his missus. So when he said it again, what's it like to feel small? I just went, oh, I'll ask your missus. <laughs> I'm sure she can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, well, there was, um, after the match, the, uh, Walcott invited a young lad on. He looked quite bewildered to do oh, the yeah. sort of Walcott, um, Mersaka, um Booty bump, I'm going to call yeah. it. I'm going to name it. Um, I have to say, although Walcott floored the kid yeah. uh, with it, he did have the presence of mind to ask for his shirt, which was a good move, I thought. Yeah. First, the most um, effort he made all going, Walcott. <laughs> it was like he had to convince the stewards, and I know the stewards down in that part of Block 5, because he was over in Block 5, weren't he, doing it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's a right uh, officious bastard. Well, he used to catch me with this swigging brandy out of my hip flask. He said, you might be on telly. I said, oh, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, I mean, I think that got more press than um, his performance, giving something back to the fans. And now we've got a fourth-round draw with Burnley. Um, now, is that the curse of the bees coming back? No, I think we'll be all right. I think, no, what he's got to do is... Still stick to a semi. Well, Riziki's supposed to be fit now, and he's supposed to be on his way back. On his way so, back, yeah. Back to full training this week, isn't he? Yeah. So he needs to. I would start with maybe Jeff. I would start with Iwobi. Um, I wouldn't bother starting with Walcott. I'd start with uh, Chambers, Chamberlain, Callum Chambers, uh, Campbell, Riziki. Play with a bit of experience. Maybe Murtasak and Kachelmany or. Murtasaka and uh, Gabrielle. Uh, but it, there was a thing on Arsblog, was it Arsblog? That Espina was supposed to be starting. Maybe Arsblog. Yeah, he wasn't fit. Red, red. He was, it, it, there's a report that he wasn't. He hadn't. He he wasn't fit anyway, and he wouldn't be fit uh, this what, week Espina? either. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Arsblog said he was starting, unless Arsene Wenger read my post on the Block Five Facebook page, going, "No one wants that. No one wants Espina starting." poor bloke so uh, yeah I mean I think uh, well let's have a look at the evidence so um, Blackburn um, Bradford Barcelona Bayern Munich teams beginning with B knock us out of cups well well, that's a load of bollocks (laughs) and they've got Joey Barton yeah but that's Uh, bollocks Matt because who did we beat in the fourth round last year um, oh God! Now you're asking. Uh, oh, Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it's a load of bollocks. 
Yeah, although they're probably Hove is their home ground, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, so they're called Hove, <laughs> Hove and Brighton Albion now. Yeah. Right? right, okay. Well, so, yeah, it's bollocks. It is bo- all right, it's bollocks. I was just trying to think of something to say about it, because it's quite a boring tie, really, on the face of it, apart from Joey Barton's playing. Oh, did um, he play for them? Yeah. Oh, well... Where did he go oh, there, then? Sorry? Then you don't go there. I think he went, he was a free agent, wasn't he? So I think he was knocking about at the beginning of the season without a club and then they've picked him up. Is he not still at QPR then? No, I think his contract expired there. And they realised he was a complete tosser. Uh, They just let go of him. Is he really? I've I've seen Burnley. I know they've got that ex, wasn't he an Arsenal player? Um, It was at Pompey. Loves a screamer. Not woman, but shot. <laughs> um, is it Matt Taylor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen Burnley a couple of t- I don't think I've seen Joey Barton play for him. Oh, well, you might have to check that. I just looked at uh, the gossip column. Oh, it could and, it could be. I mean, it, but the t- couple of times I've seen Burnley this season, I'm, obviously I wasn't riveted to it, but I don't rem- you, you'd always remember him playing, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing him play for them. But... But to be honest then, if Jay Barton's playing for them, I wouldn't start with Jeff. I nah. wouldn't start with Iwobi. I'd play Walcott. Um, <laughs> because basically, he's, he's a nasty little fucker and he's just going to beat the crap out of people. And, and, and you don't want an arsehole like that, like ripping apart Jeff or Iwobi, do you? No, nah, I think you've got to have Flam and he go toe-to-toe with him, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the uh, yeah Joey Barton number thirteen in the. Oh, just have a look. Is he playing FC team page Burnley? Oh, he definitely is. Is he? Yeah. Oh well, it's someone to boo then, isn't it? Um, trying to look at who else they've got. Uh, um, Tom Heaton isn't he the one out of um, Beautiful South? Yeah. (laughs) In goal. (laughs) Uh, And they've got Matt Taylor. Yep, they got Matt Taylor. Yep. Um, and Sam Vokes, the Welsh striker. Oh, a few. Well, yeah, not not a great uh, side on the face of it. I wouldn't say nah, they've lost nah. a lot of the players that they had in the Premier League. We've got a week off before it as well, haven't we? We played Chelsea, yeah. and then we've got them either Saturday or Sunday, haven't we? I, I think it will be another three o'clock one, which will be good as well. Yeah. I don't. I don't see him picking that one out the TV. Well, there's. I mean, this. I don't know. There's going to be like either Northampton Town or um, MK Dons versus Chelsea or something, won't they? Yeah, that'll be That's one. But didn't Dar- Derby have got Man United, haven't they? That's right. Yeah. Which I reckon they'll go with that. That's got a potential on it, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I can't. I didn't see the full draw, but the ones I sort of picked out, I, I didn't. I looked at ours and I thought, oh, there'll be enough other. Could it be Liverpool West Ham as well, isn't it? If if they beat the mighty Exeter, I've got. No, looks, I, I didn't actually watch the draw. Just yeah, I'm t- I think I think if if Liverpool, which you would think they might just get past Exeter at home, I'm sure they've got West Ham at home in the in the fourth round. So you'd imagine that one they'll pop on the old box. Who did Oxford play, yeah. Stu? Who's Oxford got? I don't Oxford know. Oxford have got Newport or Blackburn. No, I don't uh, know. Sorry, I've got the list up here now. Yeah. Um, and Are who, Eastley at home again if they beat Bolton? Eastley, yeah, against Leeds. That could um, be interesting for TV. 
Yeah, I don't want us on Liverpool to West Ham would probably be the one, wouldn't it? Yeah. If Liverpool get through that, and then where's the uh, Villa? No, sorry. Wickham versus Villa or Man City, and uh, God, this is boring, isn't it? Colchester versus Tottenham or Leicester. That'll be Leicester. <laughs> we hope. We hope. Yeah. They've got each Leicester. other again on Wednesday, haven't they? They have. Yeah. It's Brilliant. quite. Um, Brilliant. I mean, they were unlucky, Leicester, weren't they? Because they, they seemed that to... That was never a penalty, penalty was it? It weren't a penalty. and Never. Um, yeah, I guess there was a couple of teams who got penalties in the last few minutes and possibly... Just, talk, just talking about penalties, I reckon I was the only person glad that Giroud wasn't given a penalty on Saturday when oh, we yeah. were 3-1 up. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been the only one celebrating and the, the guys behind us knew that I'd had the bet at 3-1 and they were all going come on let's have a 3-1 of course 3-1 I'm sitting there and Lily's sitting there she's smiling we're all good and then of course the penalty and they're all look, and they're, they're shouting at the ref and whatnot, and I'm sitting there with my thumbs up and they're like giggling <laughs> away the only one in the stadium not, not bothered <laughs> I missed Giroud's goal because I was in the toilet <laughs> when I came out, Tracy and Bill and that was like trying to piss out of me. <laughs> they should have done that and you wouldn't have needed to go. Exactly. Yeah. I thought they'd do that anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, I said I was going to have Nick Rose ticket for the Burnley game. <laughs> yeah. And if it's Sunday, I ain't going to bother because I'll be working on a Monday, but I'll go, I'll go back to work Friday. So. Well, as Stuart said, it might, it's, I guess it's probably a bit unlikely that we'll get on telly with that. But, I hope um, you never know, really, I suppose. We are the holders of the cup. That should count for something, really, shouldn't they it? Should play, they should show every game on TV. Well, they do in America, um, okay. which is the weirdest thing, isn't it? But, um, no, yeah, I was watching the American version um, on my legitimate feed to America because I was in America, just for the uh, listeners there. <laughs> Anyone, anyone's from the, um, the Federal Bureau of Investigation or whatever comes up when those dodgy sites uh, block you. Um, Home sites. No, I was thinking more of those football ones where it's like first row or whatever they're called. First row sports. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was a, I mean, it's a satisfactory way to go through. Uh, Meza Ozil was up in the stand with a blankie over his legs. Um, you know, being rested nicely for Liverpool. Um, there's been quite a lot of transfer news uh, or speculation. Have we got, got Mohamed El Nenny yet? Well, again, I suppose they have to wait for a work permit. And um, oh, it's taking long enough, isn't it? This week, isn't it? You yeah, they, they reckon it'll be imminent. So. Um, I'm not sure where he's going to fit in straight away. Do you have the number 14 shirt? Did you Did you see his interview, his uh, pre-Liverpool interview today? Who's that, with uh, Wenger? Yeah. On back, David Bowen. Rest in peace. Yeah, yes. he did, he did, yeah, he did. He, he was asked about him, but I just, it was a bit of a, he, they said to him about um, El Nene and whatnot, and he was saying, yeah, should all go through. I'm expecting it this week. Um, but it was just a little bit where he was talking about he expects this January. Busy. And he, he said to the press, you know, you're going to have a real busy or it's going to be really good for you, the media. 
Mm. It's almost, but it was almost like you got the sense of this. I mean, he could just be playing them, but you got the feeling there's something going on, and he, he's not said as much as in "Look at us, we're going to do something quite big." But just the way he was talking like that, you almost read into it that, or I did, that I, I wonder if he's got a, a little sneaky one that he's going to pull out the bag before the end of the window. But, but his version of your, uh, to the journalist, you're going to be quite busy, is the fact that he knows that they're just going to talk a lot of shit, regardless whether we sign someone or not. They're just going to carry on writing crap anyway, so... Well, you know, yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know. They like to report it, though, John. What I think he was yeah. getting at, a lot of sides are going to be buying. He, he did mention about the fact that to stay in, obviously, if you stay in the division this season, the the rewards for next season with the TV money um, are going to be huge. So even the clubs lower down, mid-table, they're all trying to preserve this season's status in the Premier League, which is making it all the more competitive. So he said, you will see a lot more money and, and a busy time this January. Maybe he's talking about other clubs rather than us. Yeah, then. yeah, John, I'm not saying, like I say, he's not going to show his hand anyway. But yeah, it, was the way, it was the way he said it. You just got the feeling that... There's, it, there's there, a depth to this January's transfer window. There, there could be I mean, something if you, there. If you think of um, the deal, the Gareth Bale deal, for example, that we profited from by... Picking up Meza Ozil as a kind of byproduct of that piece of business. Yeah. I'm sure that Wenger likes to see himself in that mode when these big clubs start to move around and put million. You know, there's been talk about Neymar and silly amounts of money for him. And the thing is, though, Eden Matt. Hazard and ninety million for him to Real Madrid and stuff. And if you're interested in a Real Madrid player, and you know they're not in the first team or you're knocking around looking at a certain player and they're not really available, but if something big happens, then they might be. Then it's almost like a chain in a housing sort of thing. Yeah. You can imagine it sort of setting off a chain reaction. That's right. right. And that's... European clubs do a lot of business in January. No, certainly not ones in the Champions League. You kind of see it as a bit of a dead rubber if, you, if you're buying... You know, if, you, if, if Real Madrid bought Hazard... He's already cup tied. He's already cup tied in that, and I guess I don't think that would bother Real Madrid, though, would it? Not really, I suppose. But they've got. It's not like they're buying him because they desperately need him, is it? They're, they're no. stock. They're stockpiling the best players across for next Europe. Season, yeah. So if Chelsea that, want the Ox for thirty million to replace Hazard. I think the Ox is cup tied. And then you've got to look if Ox. Does if if Fox is the one that goes, then who do we replace him with? And there's it's not bit funny Pat, about Chelsea never going to buy the Ox, no. and they're certainly never going to pay thirty million quid for him. And he definitely can't replace Eden Hazard. So I think that's a, that's a transfer as a total non-starter. Yeah, so I mean, there's a few that seem like seem implausible, like we've had uh, Troy Deeney. Uh, and Igalo this week, both Watford players. Igloo, Igloo of... again. Igloo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the uh, uh, that um, Oboomerang, he said, "No, I'm not going to Arsenal." Um, but how much were they? Say? You know, he says he's not going to Arsenal. That's easy enough to say. Fair. If we put a big enough offer on the table, 
Forty-two and a half they wanted. Well, but if we do, it's a lot of money, though, isn't it? Really, for January. Yeah, I know you got whether it's January or June, mate, or July. It's it's he's one of the top. He's one of the top strikers across Europe. What's he got? Twenty. 27 goals in 26 games, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's not, there's not many There's not many better. When we're talking about a small clutch of players, if it's 42 and a half million in January, you can bet your sweet yeah, thing, it, be, there'll be more people going for him in July. It, mm. Maybe he's just... waiting until July for Barcelona or Real Madrid or Bayern to go in for him. Well, maybe. Maybe that's well, where he wants to be heading, because they always do that, don't they? They look around, who's been the best this season? Right, we'll just chuck tens and tens of millions of pounds at the club until we get them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... I, mean, the, I was um, annoyed Bill on Saturday, but I kept saying, yeah, if we had Defoe, Defoe would have scored that. And he's going, we just shut up about Jermaine Defoe. But when said, you, we'd, we'd win the league if we had Defoe. When you but, think, when you think we, we've spent... What did we spend on Peter Cech? 11 Check. million, was it, or something? 11. Yeah, so... And, and Jeff was not a lot of money, was he? No, hundred thousand or something ridiculous. <laughs> right, so yeah, when you when you think of the you know with the money and the reserves of money we've got, if if El Nenny's not going to be a great deal of money, is he in today's sort of market? You know, seven no. odd million in it. They're touting around. So if, you, if if we've spent eighteen million pound up till now, really over a whole season. If if we were going to throw forty odd million at it, would still look like paupers amongst other yeah. sides. I don't I don't see why every now and again, like he did with Ozil, like he's done with Sanchez, pick these players up, you know, little bit by bit, and you keep building on that that side. I, yeah, I don't. See... You, I mean, if you pick too many players up at once, it's hard for them to integrate into the squad. Yeah, You're better I... off having a couple now. Probably a midfielder would be nice. I mean, there's talk of that Adrian Rabio from PSG. Rabiot. Rabiot, who's a youngster. Rabiot, 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 Rabiot. But he's, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's properly in their side, isn't he? I mean, I'm not sure whether they would be willing to let him go cheaply. Is he in their side? I've read he was on the fringes oh, is he? of it. That's, well, that's why I think they were looking to cash in on him because um, of, I've got the feeling. He was unhappy about the lack of games he was getting. I, I might be wrong, but I'm sure there was something. That's why they're talking around about 15 million, aren't they, for him? Yeah, and there was another guy, a guy called Granite. Granite. <laughs> Granite. Yeah, German league player. Uh, his name begins with X. I can't remember what it is, but his first name is Granite. Granite X. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like one of John's Marvel heroes. That's who uh, Billy Idol started with, wasn't it? Granite X. Granite X. <laughs> Granite oh, and Anyway, he was a sort of tough, big midfielder. Well, we need um, something like that, to um, be honest. And certainly, I think Rabiot is the same. He's quite tall and a bit more, a bit of a bigger guy than we usually have in our midfield. And Chambers done well again, though, didn't he? In he midfield? did do well. He did do well. Yeah, I was very. I mean, I'm impressed with his sort of technical, um, his technical game. I think that. I mean, it was it was it Gibbs who ballsed up the pass and they sort what? of when we when we gave away a goal, it was Gibbs, oh, yeah, Gibbs to Gibbs, yeah. yeah, yeah. But even Gibbs had a good game. I thought all in all, um, he didn't seem phased by what happened and. 
No, I mean, Koscielny should have just put a foot through it, shouldn't he? He's tried to do a little fiddly-diddly, isn't he, and and cocked it up. Yeah. Well, I like, I mean, uh, the one deal that has been done, which I'm quite pleased with, about, is um, Benneke Fobi uh, is back in the Premier League with Bournemouth. And I always quite like Benneke Fobi, so I'm really glad that he... He's getting another chance at the. Where was he at? Because when he scored a lot of goals in the lower league, Wolves. Wolves, yeah. So um, scored, League One. Is he it, scored or... quite a few goals for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was doing really he's well doing there, right. and he's obviously caught the eye of quite a few clubs, I think. And but that's the thing, though. You know, they drop down a division. You kind of see him on like when they do the odd match, the day League One show, or whatever. Mm. And you could at night, and then we're struggling to score. You think, why haven't we kept this player? Seems to be banging in goals left, right, and centre. You know what didn't I mean? He, didn't he do well at Bristol? Was he at Bristol, Bristol City? City? Yeah, he was at Bristol he City. He was at Bristol City banging the goals. Then Wolves brought him up, didn't they, from sort of League One to Championship? League two to, yeah, was it League Two to League One? Or no, I think it was League. League oh, it one. might have been. Might have been. Um, but yeah, and he's 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 done all right, isn't he, at Wolves as well. So yeah, good luck to the boy. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal was asked about Harry Kane, wasn't he? Uh, um, and his his reaction was, "Once a player is at Spurs, you don't even consider him anymore," which is a bit of a weird thing to say for a bloke who bought Sal Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I guess he um, he presumes that there is no way that we would buy Harry Kane. I don't think any of us would want Harry Kane. Um, there was talk about the um, the old Man United player Hernandez, Chicharito. He's a little player, to be honest. I mean, he, he's proven he's, Premier League capability, and he's banging in goals for is it Leverkusen, Leverkusen or Gladbach back or somewhere? Leverkusen, he's a natural goal scorer. He's a natural goal scorer. He's a little bit like Michael Owen. Um, he knows where the goal is. Sort of player you could do with. Because not being funny, we do. If you notice, sometimes we get a lot of players, uh, a lot of passes that go across the face of the goal, and there's no one there. Whereas your natural goal scorer, when we had like the Ian Wright, which obviously Hernandez would be in a similar mould, would be there. They they know where to oh, put themselves. That Aubameyang is the one like that because. Do you think? Tell you you what, think... I've, I've never seen a guy score so many tap ins. I mean, he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Which is a real, real skill. Instinct. Yeah, it's a real skill. Which is the sort of thing that Theo Walcott is never going to learn. No. Do you think we'd be bothered with, mate, yeah, that Chikorito, though? Because wasn't he on loan last season at Real Madrid? Yeah. Which he didn't play a great deal there, but he did play bits. So he's obviously up, was he on a freebie in the summer? I'm not sure. I think he was sold from Man United to okay, Leverkusen. So, so... If, if we're if we're classing him now in January as a top top player, as mm. Arsenal likes to call him, why didn't we go and get him in the summer? Good point. As in, you know, he obviously wasn't going to ever stay at Man United. You're not telling me buy Leverkusen, we're going to outbid Arsenal Football Club if we wanted him. So I don't I don't really think we're that that to me would be a bit of a that's almost like a bit of a panic buy really, rather than a. A player you want. injuries, though. Sometimes you don't anticipate either a lack of form or, uh, you know, the amount of injuries you might get. It's, you the, know? I mean, it's the injuries, isn't it? I mean, it's an absolute nailed-on guarantee that someone else is going to get injured. 
when one of our players comes back, that it just happens like that all season. And yeah. um, you re- we just are so thin on the ground in with it, you know the experience to to see through the Premier League. The only thing you would say is you you've got to prefer to have players that have been playing in the team for a while coming back the new ones because it's very difficult to have that impact straight away. Warning to yeah. listeners, please do not listen to this podcast with pills or ammunition handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about <laughs> uncontrollable lunatics, um, Chesney was described as an uncontrollable lunatic <laughs> by the um, ex-Juve goalkeeper Stefano Tacconi. Uh, he said he's completely mad and Roma are taking a risk using him as their number one goalkeeper. So, I guess... I miss him. I miss Chez. I mean, he's... Uh, he's had I a few... Haven't. He's had a few... Uh... Yeah, but don't goalkeepers have to be mad anyway? You know what Grobbler said? I quite that. like mad Peter oh. Czech. Yeah, mad Peter. <laughs> I sit- quite like that. The way yeah, the, and that, the way he's sitting with his missus on the train home. Yeah. Why do you make such a big thing of that, though? He's on the tube. So what? Why is that so newsworthy that he's on the tube? I don't know. He just looks so normal, didn't he? Like he's... Did he have his helmet on, though? Is that how he got recognised? <laughs> 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 well, yeah. well, he's sort of got... He wears glasses, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, so which is of... worrying for a goalkeeper, isn't it? <laughs> and he's got, like... Um... He sort of he likes a sort of um, Harris Tweed jacket or something, doesn't he? He looked like, like, a, he looked like a geography teacher. He did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I like that though. I like the way he's like just such a boring bastard. Because <laughs> he's boring, but he's in the fucking right place all the time, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's nice uh, to be boring. I, I yeah. mean, John, if you want to watch <laughs> someone warm up or something, then get Chesney. But it's just so nice to know that. You've got someone between them sticks that are going to give you half a chance of, you know, winning a game now. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think Chesney gave, wasn't he, he involved in like a 6 0 drubbing of by. Yeah, it was. Um, was it by Barcelona? Mute, or Barcelona? Or... Yeah, it was Barca. Yeah. Anyway, talking of Barca, so um, Messi's won the Ballon d'Or for okay. the fifth time. Um, now, is it time that. Flamini ends his career, do you think? Just a two-footed <laughs> lunge in the first leg. Because, <laughs> you know, enough's enough. Five Ballon d'Ors, you've had enough, mate. I'll tell you what, if Walcott wants to get back in my bad good books, he needs to take that prick out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. John, did you go to the, the first time, the last time they were at the Emirates? Would, what, yeah, we beat... you did, yeah, because you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was you? there, yeah, when we beat them. And just watching that bloke play, though, you just, oh, it's something you, you just can't. He just, he just avoids everything, doesn't he? He's just. It's just I still wonder how good he would be on a, a wet cold night <laughs> up his stoke where Shawcross is, you know, at his mean. Yeah, but he's proved it, John. That he's proved it a warm evening in Ibar, mate. He, he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could, he's just a fantastic player and. Loads, oh, yes. of, loads of people saying stuff again about, well, you might as well concentrate on the league and that because you're out of the Champions League. I said, listen, I don't expect us to go through, but I said, I've got two tickets to go and watch Lionel Messi's and, and whatnot at the Emirates Stadium. And for me, what a bonus in a season. You, 
just yeah. just to watch if if you love the game of football to watch a player like that is is phenomenal and and it, you'll talk about it like people have spoken about the likes of George Bests and and those sort of players in our era that's, yeah, the, that's problem is, the greatest though, player when he's tearing your defence a new one you're really not happy of course I mean, you're not, you, but, but... You can't sit a, back. At, I mean, you, you could admire it. Yeah, John, but there the has, highlights. Yeah, there has to be... You're not going to admire it at the time he's just absolutely battering your team. Yeah, but you have to. You still... I know if, you have to, but... If you love football, if, if you've got the chance to see... And again, even better that he has won the awards, you know, because we have got him coming to the Emirates to play us. And yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's fantastic. And, and to me, I always argue... With all these Ronaldo fans and whatnot, I've always said it, Ronaldo ain't fucking fit the laces boots. He is the best player and has been the best player for years. He is just phenomenal. And I'd rather he win that award than the prick that is Ronaldo. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, that said, he's not very good at paying his taxes, is he? <laughs> it's, not, it's not all good news for Messi. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he can earn enough to pay his taxes. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I agree with everything you say, Stuart, I'd still like to see someone end his career. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go out on the high. Just well, okay. Time. It's like a real shocker, like an Alfie Harland or whatever his name was. Oh, God. Can you <laughs> like imagine? Like a knee breaker. Can you imagine that player that does it? Yeah. You think about how much, you, yeah, but you you think about how much stick that Birmingham bloke got and oh, yeah. Shaw crosses and watching was it Schmeichel when Harlan went down and he's run over and throwing up, yeah. yeah. I mean, can you imagine Flamini just standing there, sort of oiking his sleeves up as if to like, get up, <laughs> get up, you fucking little shit, and his legs like he's, he's got John Rubens leg on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the pool cue leg. Just the world soccer football media from every corner. Oh my god, that would be uh, yeah. I wouldn't want to be Mister Flamley after that, but no. But if it was to end, at least you could say you witnessed Lionel Messi's last game as a professional <laughs> footballer. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless he gets in the Paralympic football team. Or something. <laughs> Blind him. That would be another way, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's just like a elbow straight to the big eye. Just a quick a quick aside. His big eye. His eyes are quite close together as well, aren't they? So Can't trust people when their eyes are too close together. Exactly. That's what I'm saying about the taxes. Yeah. Um, I'll just have a quick aside here, just a yeah. quick aside on something. Uh not that Alan Green's ever gonna listen to this podcast, but if he does we do owe him an apology for last week. He wasn't the commentator on the 79 Cup final. Yeah. It was Peter Jones and Alan Parry. I'm not quite sure which one was going mental when McElroy got the second goal. I've got the record in my hand. Have you? Uh, yeah. That's not going to be able to play it, is it? Yeah. If I, if I put the video link on, you'll be able to see it. <laughs> what, the record? Yeah, link on. Stick the video uh, link on. Let's have a look at it. Oh, blimey. Yeah, so we're looking at a match of the day. Match of the century, it's called. 1979 FA Cup final, Arsenal 3, oh. Manchester United 2. Picture of um, Sunderland. Sunderland. Oh, no, it's it? Talbot, isn't it? Number four. Talbot. Was, number four was Talbot. Brian Talbot running away. Oh, Sunderland Stapleton. being grabbed yeah. by Frank Stapleton. Who's yeah. that on the floor? Is that um, 
That is Martin Bucken, I think, and also um, oh, Koppel. Koppel's the Steve one. Koppel, yeah. Yeah, if you look at the other side, yeah. an advert for the record that I have got, I just can't find it. Arsenal versus Arsenal. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, the official album of the 1971 FA Cup final. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know where that is. What a great artefact there. <laughs> well, that can and turn then, up. So, um, yeah, so we've got, uh, we've had the Ballon d'Or, so who's going to win the Fall on the floor. So <laughs> this is the award, award for the biggest diver we know. Well, it used to be Gareth Bell's every year, didn't it? The full on the floor. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a nail on Gareth Bell five years in a row. Um, I, I don't quite know, to be honest, who dives a lot nowadays. Well, Drogba's not in the league anymore, is he? I'd give it to oh. Costa. Diego Costa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. even against um, Scunthorpe, he was getting tasty with some of their players, weren't he? <laughs> Like, he's just—he's the biggest, diviest, cheatiest cunt this Premier League got. It'll all come flooding back uh, in a couple of weeks' time when we play him at uh, the Emirates, won't it? All that. Oh, you know stuff. it. You and there's probably it. some Spurs players that jump around a bit. Like, um, I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I think that I should get an honourable mention. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely get breaking my elbow. Although it wasn't a dive, uh, it was just a genuine fall. Yeah. Um, 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 Mr. Fabregas was quite renowned for it, wasn't he, a while back? Because didn't he? He got warned. Did they? There was one that was a blatant penalty, but because he kept doing it all the time, the ref went, "No, no, no, you're not getting that. You're not getting that." So, and I kept saying to Chelsea mates of mine, "I'm like." Why do you lot teach him that? He never used to do that at the Arsenal. You well, taught him. I was going to say that actually there's some situations where I, I shout out at the football, go down, because just Arsenal players don't go down like that. And even if sometimes there's a sort of challenge, a robust challenge, they try and stay on their feet. And I'm, I'm sure that they're taught that, to taught to do that. They're taught not to dive. And let's fabricate over in Barcelona, because they were... Bunch of cheats, isn't they? Yeah, I mean Barcelona with all the wonderful players that they have, they are probably the biggest cheats. In the and that will game. happen. That will happen at our place. The the Champions League, the referees in that, you go near the player, they can pretty much fall down, and they will get a free kick. <laughs> and they'll roll over about twenty three times. They just roll from like one side of the penalty box to the other side holding their face where the ball's gone nowhere near them and nor was anybody else. Yeah, it but. just goes up from a level. You watch some of them cup games at the weekend, there's some tackles flying in. Yeah. No, no free kicks, no nothing. And you get your Premier League FA Cup games or your Premier League games, and yet tackles, you can't do too much. But there are certain ones you get away with. Champions League, you're almost like, if you go near him now, he's going to go over. That's going to be a free yeah. kick. You can't touch players in the Champions League. Mm. And Barca, Barca know that. They know that. And, and they will play Actually, with that. I think we um, need a special mention for the biggest prick of the weekend. That was our referee, wasn't it? Uh, um, yeah, maybe. He... Shocking. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think that he had made too many bad decisions. I think there were some bad decisions in some of the other games. I was getting round randomly booed by the crowd. The what? The crowd was randomly booing him. 
Yeah, I think they roundly boo every ref, to be honest. There's certain... I think that bloke we had last week at the Newcastle game was shocking, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of fouls that weren't given. And yeah, he was... He was. He let, he, the was game, he let the game flow, as they say. Yeah, but, I've seen a lot worse, John, I think, than Saturday's one. But uh, I think... Um, again, I think sometimes the honesty of our players is a little bit... Uh, it goes a bit too far. And, you know, if you turn your back and you take a tackle and go down... Um, and win a free kick. It's a sort of tactic sometimes, and we never play that tactic. But, but have like, we had many players sent off this season? Um, well, we've had Giroud Gabriel. got sent off. Gabriel. Yeah, Champions League, wasn't Gabriel it? got sent, sent off. off. Um, oh, yeah. But that was wrongly, wasn't wrongly it? Wrongly sent yeah, off. Yeah, that was wrongly. Um, That's it. And rescinded. Yeah, I think so, actually. Has Flamini been readied? I know, because Zola got sent off in that same game, didn't he? Oh, yeah. In the Chelsea game. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that probably was... too much. That prob- probably was... Uh, and that was, just, that was just an escalation of piss-poor Mike Dean refereeing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was frustration more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But what um, I mean is, apart from... I know the Giroud one, which was... Again, he was frustrated, wasn't it, out there? And that was Zagreb, wasn't it? Was it Zagreb? Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't had... Yeah, we haven't been particularly dirty either, have we, this season? Yeah, we'll get into the Europa League on our fair play. <laughs> at this rate. How about one Get dirty. You see the Slav and Billy just made sure that West Ham had gone in the fair play bit again, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. He just sat there and gone, we ain't having that again. Get out there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we've got uh, Liverpool next on Wednesday. Oh, um, and uh, this is a team that c- you can score directly from a corner against. <laughs> so, it shouldn't be too much trouble, should it? And they got another injury. They just said they've got another injury. I didn't actually click on the link. Well, I've heard an interview with Klopp. Jurgen Klopp just earlier and him going, well, we've got Colo Torre coming back. Um, oh, yeah, thinking, oh lovely. Fun. <laughs> that'd be a laugh um, have Campbell more caught up against him that'd be right hilarious but again I suppose we're pretty you know we haven't played brilliantly um, and there might be a few changes but there's no Alexis coming back um, and he, no o- Ozil will come back won't he uh, Ozil um, probably Flamini Flamini Ramsey yeah I mean, um, we, we, would you be inclined to leave Chambers in, though? Uh, like I would have thought Flamini starts, and I think Flamini, Flamini and Ramsey, when it Flamini, Ramsey, Ozil, and then you'll go Theo and Campbell Possibly and Giroud. Campbell, and yeah. then, I reckon I'd be inclined, as your mate was saying the other day, to bring Walker on as an impact player with twenty minutes to go, and. Um, I'd be inclined to do that. Start with Giroud and um, play Chambers. Play ch- uh, Chamberlain. Sorry. Yeah. Give play Chamberlain. Chamberlain Twenty minutes out. to go. Walcott in his pace. Yeah. Give that yeah. go. Stem guess, the tide. Uh, it, it'll be an experience. Our best side if we can put it out. And then we've got on Sunday we've got Stoke away. Yeah. Uh, so. Nobody wants that, really. Um, season, that is. As I said last week, the only good thing is that Liverpool and Stoke are playing each other in these cup ties. Um, the one, the previous one, 
um, Coutinho got injured, so probably their strongest player against us when we played him early in the good season. Player. Very good um, player, Coutinho. You can, I mean, from the cup final, you can see Benteke doesn't work hard enough. <laughs> so you just hope that we can get something there and uh, carry on staying top of the league. Um, Hopefully. Stoke, for me, Stoke's the harder game. and Playing very well. Um, let's hope that someone buys some of their players before <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Well, we said we might have El Nene by Sunday, might we? Yeah. We might get a look at him. He might fancy a like, smashing Shawcross across the face just for a laugh. Or, no, knock, or knocking out Charlie Adams' other tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not two of the most unpleasant away games, I would say, going to Anfield and going to Stoke. And then with Chelsea on the Chelsea. back of that. Off yeah, the back it's all of that, very, uh, unpleasant, I think, I think if we could, if we, if we could get seven, if we could get seven points from yeah. those three games, yeah. I think that's that's two horrible away fixtures. Uh, as much as I like to say it, Chelsea are, are going to come a little bit more than, than they certainly look before Christmas. So, I think if we, yeah, if we could get seven points from those from those three games, I'd. I'd, I'd put that down as a good result, you know? Absolutely. Well, I mean, now that Chelsea have conspired to get Marino to sack, now Fabregas has weaseled Marino out of his job. By being yeah. Tosser. Um, yeah, Chelsea have decided to start putting things together and playing properly. Yeah, yeah. So that's not going to be an easy game, is it? You know, no. that's, that's no. Um, that, you know, that that's the one. But if, yeah, if we could beat Liverpool... And, and if there was a, you know, nick a point at Stoke, if if it it was the old... I just get the feeling now, that bastard Crouch will score. He always seems to score against us, doesn't he? Whether it was Liverpool, whether it's been at Stoke, he always fucking dirty yeah. fucking cunt. But he always likes scoring against us. And I'd you say just get that the feeling... we sort of look at uh, Shakiri and when we played them earlier in the season, he was settling in and he didn't really have a very good game, but some of the play that Shakiri's put in for Stoke recently, he's quite outstanding, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. He would certainly fit into our team nicely. But they've almost the gone a little... Side. They've almost gone a little bit more, if I would say one thing about Stoke, a little bit more that would suit probably us to play them a bit more Possibly, now. Yeah, they are a bit more than, attacking. Than, and... Yeah, than when they were the rugby team, you know? When, when it was just a... Tony Poulis lump it eighty yards, and see, you know, they were just trying to gain ground for a line out, and then throw the ball in as far as they could with that other idiot. That that you know that didn't suit Arsenal, did it? You know that that I can't remember what his name was, Delap, wasn't it? Yeah. But but all that sort of football really sort of done us over. I think the fact that they do now try and play football a bit more, I don't think they're quite. It's quite as an ominous task as it might have been a few seasons ago. Still have to work hard at it, but I think it might it might do us a little favour. We might be all right. So predictions then, Liverpool first. I'm gonna oh. go on four nil. Fucking hell, four nil, four nil against Stoke. I'm just gonna keep my four nil bet. 
It's gonna, it's just gonna happen one day. Well, Lily's <laughs> Lily's gone to bed, so I can't ask her. But um, I'll go, I'll go two one at Anfield. Yeah, and I'll go two one at Stoke. I'm really going. For, I'm hoping we get the six points. So because I think we might draw at home to Chelsea. I reckon one nil at Liverpool will win, and then a maybe. If uh, another one nil at Stoke, if if that that would do nicely, but I could get the feeling that could be a bit more difficult a one. So we'll find out next Monday. <laughs> two one nils, two With four John, nils. John celebrating two, two four, four nils. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can't end, I tell you what, we're not going to end this podcast without mentioning David Bowie. Man. Well, I was going to say it's um, over to you, John. Yeah. I, I was just going to ask you both. Um, so everybody loves David Bowie. Everyone's got a story about David Bowie's part in their life. Um, my my sto- my first one of my first girlfriends um, lent me Hunky Dory, and I love that album. That's my favourite David Bowie album because of her and because of uh, the time in my life and everything. And I put it on the back seat of my car a few weeks after she gave it to me to borrow. And it was a hot day, and it warped the vinyl. And so I had to go and uh, try and find it. I couldn't find it anywhere on vinyl. So I think I bought her on CD, and she dumped me. (laughs) (laughs) Just for for buying it on CD. Uh, We got back together, I think, a few weeks later. But um, it was one of those things when you're young. You you fly off the hand, but... um, my my favourite song is The Man Who Sold the World. I gazed again yeah. and stare at, at all the millions here. We must have died alone a long, long time ago. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. John, what about you? Uh, I was honoured to see him live at Wembley in 87 um, in the Glass Spider Tour. I mean, I've always said that I felt that um, it was a support act, that lot from Scotland. Uh, Simple Minds no The Proclaimers <laughs> no it'll come to me at some Crankies. point Crankies Crankies <laughs> no, Crankies no uh, no it may not even be from Scotland I can't even remember <laughs> um, the cast of um, Rapsy Nesbitt no but whoever it was they were just absolutely super actually they, they was they sung a song that's the same as a band name but it doesn't matter but Big Country Deacon Blue yes, Big Country Big Country. country. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, though? I will say, it was memorable for how good Big Country were. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so much so you couldn't remember their name. <laughs> yeah. no, it was, Even uh, though their most famous song is their name yeah. as well. No, it was, uh, it was at the old Wembley, and I went with uh, Ruth, my first serious girlfriend at the time. Oh, God. And uh, mate. And we lost her mate. We was, like, down the front somewhere, and... We just said, I said, I can't stay here down the front. It's just, you can't move. You, you, you're just so crushed anyway. We've got those how many thousands of people there. So we lost our mate. And then afterwards, we walked out of Wembley and we're walking uh, towards like, the slope that takes you down. And, and then there was a mate standing there. We said, what are you saying to She said she was in, like, in St. John's Ambulance, the whole concert. Um, she just got crushed and got carried out, which was a bit of a shame she missed that. But, yeah, honoured to have seen him. Always wanted to see him again. Would have definitely sold my soul to see him again, but it just didn't happen. And, um, and now he's gone, and 
Yeah, it's sad. I mean, I'm not one of these people who have like cried or anything because I never knew the bloke, you know, and I, I don't get people crying about someone they've never ever met. You know, it, it, someone can have a big impact on your life in terms of their talent and their music. But if you've never actually met that person, I failed to see how you can physically see it as, you know, if one of you lot died, I'd be sad and probably cry because I know you and to me you're like family, but... Although we still don't know what happened to Sark. No, we know what He was very drunk on Saturday. But, um, uh, if you've never met someone, I felt to see how it can have that impact on you. I, I don't... Oh, yeah, you can be sad and you can feel that, you know, I'm... his music was an inspiration in some way yeah. or that he, you just, I mean, everybody knows. Um, if you said to everybody in the country what sing a David Bowie song, they'd find one of them yeah. that they know. Um, I mean, I, I was watching, um, uh, I just put the telly on and there was like just a music channel that was only playing his music and I just stuck it in front of my son, Daniel. We have at the moment. So it's VH. an hour just watching different... Yeah, it's you know, VH1 and MTV doing it. Yeah. I've still got it on VH1. And uh, it's just yeah. amazing. But um, the only thing I would say is that one with the Pet Shop Boys was shit, wasn't it? Can <laughs> 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 look that one up. But yeah, yeah no, but... he's a uh, so, uh, fantastic... Um, fantastic person that makes you feel proud to be British. Stuart, have you got any Bowie memories you want to share? It's, well, it's a bit bit of a, no, it's not really my I'm, don't get me wrong listen, I'm a great fan loved his, loved his stuff but it was a mate of mine that got, got me into it, he was learning to play the guitar and he sort of was starting to play David Bowie stuff one day I was round his house and I don't know, but this was the first thing I've thought of today when I'd heard the news that David Bowie had died. Because we was round his house mucking about, and I think he'd, I don't know if he'd just gone in the bathroom or shower or something, and we were just hanging around in his house. Oh, and his no. front, his front no, door was... I'm um, sex stories. No, no, no. His front, his front <laughs> door went... His, his front door, his front door was knocked. And I think we were actually playing David Bowie at the time. And his front door was knocked. A couple of us had stuck our head round to see what was going on. He's opened the front door in the towel, and it was Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. So they've they started saying his bit, and he said, Jet, no worries. He said, just give me a couple of minutes. He said, I've just got to put some clothes on. I've just fucked me mum. <laughs> You've never seen two people fucking walk away and that's for us in the living room we were just I can just remember David Bowie on I can just remember David Bowie on and this morning as sad as it was to hear it I'd still got this little chuckle about this time I remember him doing this with his own witnesses so from a real sad thing to happen to a great person it, it did sort of make me snigger this morning because that was my sort of lasting memory of David Bowie what a wonderful analogy <laughs> me to you. It reminded yeah. me of him, mate, uh, the time my mate told two Jehovah's Witnesses that he just fucked his mum. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. It just, you know what I mean? I'm like, sure David would be very proud. <coughs> it, was, it was the fact the song was, you know, the, the, I can't even remember which one was playing at the time, but we were listening to Bowie. It just seemed 
it just makes me smile every time I think of David Bowie that that, that picture comes into my head of these Honestly. two shocked Jehovah's Witnesses on his doorstep. They must have thought <laughs> the, the um, Armageddon was happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Sad well, next bit, next but... home game is what is it? It's Chelsea, Chelsea isn't it? So well, Sunday we'll, at we'll four. See, we'll see you next week uh, to see whether we've got six points or not. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, rest in peace, David. Mm-hmm.